0: What up, everybody? Welcome to episode fifty wow. of the Kings and Priests podcast. We're kind of like pro podcasters now, like I you? guess.
1: It just it's going fast.
0: You know, they say most podcast episodes don't make it past uh, shows make it past seven episodes. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, we're in and the then top one percent And then, and then if, yeah, and then if your show gets an average of a hundred downloads or more per episode, you're in the top seven percent or seven or five percent of all podcasts in the world wow so we're we're five percenters or seven we're either seven or five percenters we're like <laughs> I love semi semi pro podcasters well um, we have
1: a, a loyal uh, niche audience that uh kind of loves what we do so yeah that's
0: and this episode is presented by dwell uh the folks at dwell in our show notes right now you can link to a if you are a pastor church leader or business owner Um, we've got a link for you in our show notes that will give you a free account for one year at Dwell. So if you want to listen to scripture, there's kids' scriptures in there. There's stuff for anxiety, anger, motivation. There's just straight up listening to the Bible. Click that link in our bio and uh, get you a free account because it's the the folks at Dwell are amazing. Um, Okay, so you are... Well, I want to talk about this app I've been playing with. So we often talk about the market just in our general mm-hmm. amateur not investment advice but having some fun with it kind of of way mm-hmm. and through you and barn actually uh i found this app called autopilot and um formerly known as iris formerly known as iris why Great don't Peter you just story by the way i was that's exactly what i was about to say so mm-hmm. maybe just share what it is mm-hmm. um and then a little bit about what their story is and mm-hmm. then we can kind of share with people uh to me, it's actually a really fun, safe way yep. to kind of like play around in the market with some extra money. It is kind of the way I think about it.
1: Yeah, totally. It's and they're not paying
0: us to do this. I literally just got no. on it and asked yeah. you, "Hey, can we talk about this today?" So. Yeah.
1: Look, if you're an if you're an investor, as you all should be, you should be like investing in multiple streams of income opportunities. You know, side hustles, real estate, the markets, um, you know, your job, like you know, four rivers flowing into the garden of Eden and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. And so, you know, you probably a lot of people got Robinhood accounts or Webull or whatever. And, um, yeah, it's like, it started as like a social network for investors. Okay. And you basically, you put like what you were buying mm-hmm. and then they started linking to like at your actual, you know, accounts, right? Mm-hmm. Your Fidelity or Robinhood or so on. And so, and then the pandemic kind of slapped them around a little bit. I know the founders; really good guys. Um, and then they it's, they pivoted into this. What I think, and this all started. Remember, like um, uh, Nancy Pelosi's trades, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of like I should just buy what Nancy Pelosi does because. You know, somehow Nancy's yep. portfolio has gone yep. up like gazillion percent over 20 yep. years, mm-hmm. um, along with many other members of Congress, I believe. Yeah. And so um, it started out. So genius idea. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they tap into because of the, uh, all these hedge funds and these, you know, investors are, are have to disclose because they're taking money from investors and they have to disclose what they're buying mm-hmm. and selling. And so basically they've worked out a way for you to mirror. So Citadel, which is like this massive hedge fund, mm-hmm. it's over the period of, you know, 20 or 30 years, it's beaten the market by far. I just put, I don't have a lot of money in my Robert account. Mm-hmm. I have like, I, I heard this guy told me once there's uh, investing to get rich. And there's investing to stay rich.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're two
1: different things, right? Um, so my my investing <laughs> to stay, like to keep my money, is in a is not in your Robin account, your Robinhood. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I do have you know some money in Robinhood. I put it all in on Citadel, Citadel. And mm-hmm. I was just looking. Um, this is like a month ago, and I literally I'm gonna check here because it only you know the, it just came out of beta, mm-hmm. um, so it's pretty new, but um in the last i'm up 43 percent in the last month yeah right well it's it's so so
0: cool because all you do is you connect your app to uh your brokerage yep you then within the app just say i want to put 500 dollars into and there's warren buffett there's citadel there's bill ackman there's an etf that follows all the politicians trades right like there's uh Trying to remember, um, Michael Burry, which is hilarious. You know, so you literally just go and you tell the app, "I want five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, two hundred bucks, whatever," and then it connects to your account and automatically does the trades for you. But what's so cool is if you use an app that allows for uh, fractional shares, it actually gives you the exact same allocation to scale, which is like so cool. So, like, I was looking and I was like, "Oh wow, I own." I forget which one this is under. I literally own, uh, like a quarter of a percent of Tesla because I think Citadel has a little, so, or whatever the thing was, it's like, it's cool. And you just kind of get yep. to see it. So if you are into that stuff, check it out. It's a, yeah. it's a cool app. Autopilot
1: on the app store. Go get it.
0: Yes. Um, okay. So did you, have you watched full swing yet? It's I kind of not. unfair. It came out yesterday.
1: I know I was, uh, I was, it's something I'm not sure my wife is going to be into, she might mm-hmm. be actually, she's kind of into that stuff. But anyway, yes, I am, I have not watched it, but I cannot wait, like, but I bet you, you started binging already.
0: I did. Yeah. So I, uh, started the first episode last night and I, I watched the whole first episode, which is all about, uh, Justin Thomas J- and, and, uh, and, 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 uh, uh, yeah. And Jordan Spieth um with some Rory in there and um and some uh I, all, all kinds of people but yeah the main storyline is them too
1: yeah
0: and uh man after the first episode I was like I have to turn this off because I'm gonna watch this all night <laughs> did they load them all up or they're just releasing it yeah 100? they're they're all loaded up oh they're yeah. all there so you oh, can binge cool. the whole thing I know I know <laughs> but it's it's like it's access like and I've watched a lot of golf content especially over the last few years as i've really gotten into it and this is definitely the most access that anyone i think has ever had during the with- live the live blow up last year i mean yep. it couldn't get any and better. they're they are teasing a lot of that in the first episode so it's like well, it's cool like like well and they're dj's in the show and so sure. it's gonna be i'm super interested to see <laughs> uh so but that production company's genius because they've now done formula one show yep tennis. and and they've done tennis and mm-hmm. now they're doing golf and apparently each time they've come out with these shows, the interest for these sports that are normally a bit more niche are, like, really growing. So it's pretty cool to just kind of see a different perspective into a sport, you know? You know what else is cool? Like, you know, think about what Fox and CBS
1: have to do to buy the rights to show Mm -hmm. a sport on television. Mm -hmm.
0: Like, uh, didn't Fox – aren't they giving Brady, like Ridiculous. They offered like him hundreds of I millions, think 30 million a year, or something crazy like that. I thought that. it was more. I thought it was literally Maybe. like ridiculous. Maybe, Maybe
1: look, look that up. Brady's contract on Fox. I think it starts in 2024. Netflix have not spent a dime. And these shows, mm-hmm. they cost nothing to make, right? And you're literally, they're getting into sort of the sport business mm-hmm. by doing behind the scenes shows. And it's like, incredible it's like the f1 is in its third season now mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i think it's yeah. genius it's Natural so genius too, right they're in sport but they didn't have to buy all the rights to do the sport
0: yep Well, and I, it's probably just a matter of time before they're making a play to be in that in some form fashion i mean i just read apple is now the uh, exclusive distributor of mls live live mls games except for local right. you know like yep. local which yep. is pretty cool. Okay. So, yeah, Brady, 375 million over 10 years. So, 37.5 million a year is Insane. the rumored amount. So, just to have him, you know, just commentate. to have him
1: and then like all the rights they got to, you know, like to. So, it's just, I don't know. These shows, I'd be shocked if they cost more than a million to make. Each. Yeah. They
0: can't. Yeah. Exactly. They can't
1: cost more than that.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, in they're the on there. They're on with the guys on their private jets with a camera yeah. and yeah. in their it's cars. Really it's, it's a documentary. Exactly. And yeah. which is.
1: You Remember reality, reality TV started when the writers went on strike in Hollywood like 20 mm-hmm. something years ago, and mm-hmm. they're like, What are we gonna have? We need content, so they just started filming People Lost on Our Islands and yes. all that mess, yeah. And it's like cheap to make and yep. it gets eyeballs and it's awesome, yeah. Going, yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, anyways, yeah, if, if you're into golf, check that out, okay. So, let's um, I want to spend the majority of this episode talking about so recently, uh. Th- this group came together of, you know, creatives and investors and sort of really smart people who have been around for a long time allocating money towards Christianity, you know, in America. And they started this campaign called, he gets us, uh, rumored $150 million spent on this, that they poured into commercials. A couple of those at the super bowl, uh, social YouTube, uh, times. I mean, they did a times square takeover in all of their digital billboards. So they are, um man he they're, they're they're spinning a lot it's called he gets us um so not to, and i know i know there's been like a lot of fodder online about the money and how much and what they could have done differently and is the theology around it right like i don't want to critique yeah. this um i I the greens who you know you and i both know brent brent's a mm-hmm. good friend um, i know some of
1: the other people behind this too
0: yeah it's all um, great it's right. all great people I know the greens alone have probably spent close to a billion dollars in buying buildings for churches. So yep. all these people and are people that have, people, and feeding hungry and people
1: and feeding after the poor and exactly. like 150 million is all relative. Right? Exactly. Exactly. When you're, when you're talking about high net worth individuals that you know let's say you know someone through in 20, someone through in 10, someone through in 5, someone through in 50, right? Mm-hmm. To these people 150 million is like it's just, it's relative to them. Yeah. And they, they all have a heart for Jesus. Yeah. They're all very devout in their faith. You're not going to mm-hmm. go and put millions of dollars to basically introduce Jesus to society. Yep. You know, using these means, if you're not, you know, a devout believer, like, it's like, oh yeah, his 20 million, go and do that. Like, yeah, exactly. oh, like if you're, if you're shaming this. Or if you think this money could have been used in better places, I would just say, you know, 150 million to these guys is is not a lot of money. Right. Uh, And that you don't know what else they're, giving to the to do some of the things that you're
0: saying oh well this could be used to help the poor feed the poor it's like they're yeah. already doing that with millions yeah this is above and beyond a, a yeah. lot of what they've already yeah. right and that's oh. the interesting thing and like i can you know i know there's been talk about the theology around it or some of the messaging or whether I or mean, not it's effective and i think those things can be debated but i also um i also know that i don't have 150 million to pour into this and so so it's hard for me to you know, look, critique it t- too hard, so to speak. Um, look, yeah, I think, I, you know, I, I,
1: I saw the Super Bowl commercial. I, I went to their website. I watched a couple of other videos. They're extremely well done, well produced, mm-hmm. and they make you think, and they're trying to reach the unreached. unreached. They're not right. trying to teach Christians theology. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a podcast on VAS for that, you know. Which I believe they are was... going
0: to, yeah, which I believe they are going to break down some of the theological claims in a charitable way that that campaign. Well, that, that's just not their
1: focus. Their focus no. is to get people thinking about Jesus. Correct. Is that a bad thing? No, that's a great thing. Right. And so, and in everything that's going on in our society right now, like we need like people turning to Jesus. It's the only hope right. for the crazy world. I was right. listening to, you know, Jake and Dave talk about the Sam Smith thing mm-hmm. and David actually touched on this. Cause as I was like listening, like I was thinking like, what what do I think about all this? Like what, what is my thing? And you know, why does the guy dress up as the devil and have these kind of demons worshiping in a cage and like, you know, I don't know if it's really art or or his beliefs driving it. It's money, yeah, right, right. And David yeah. said it, but I, I actually think that's like I don't know. You don't know what's in a person's heart, but mm-hmm. most of popular culture and certainly creative, you mm-hmm. know, kind of mm-hmm. content in popular culture is to make money. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and if it, it, that song is dropping f bombs about whatever, it's to make money. It's, it's not like some high horse that they're. Well, that's
0: to exactly. I mean, you don't have to spend more than dip your toes into the advertising industry or the media industry or the entertainment industry to know Mm. sam smith's not going like hmm what what internal thematic message am i trying to get out him and his team are going what's going to get us a billion impressions right the week after what what is going to get every single outlet in the country to write about this in the four days After it, you know,
1: and it's you know, Madonna, like, go back as far as you want. It's been going on for you know, now you could argue that's this the evil side of what comes out of popular culture is as overt, I think, as we've ever seen it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I I agree with you know, Jake and Dave. I think it's good. I think when the devil exposes himself right to the point where it's like it's just overt in the community, and look all this stuff happening around sexuality. And I mean, we're Mm -hmm. we're digressing out of our business centric kind of conversation here. But um, so like if Hollywood can spend that kind of money on debauchery and demonic content, Mm -hmm. why can't the kingdom people go and spend money on, you know, presenting Jesus in in such a way that Mm -hmm. I I thought it was everything I saw was biblical. Right. There's not. and, And the audience is not, theologians or right. Christians who think they know so much about you know trying to pick little theological holes. Right. Um it's to reach the unreach. So yep. you know I'm, yep. I'm it
0: impossible. did it did make me think, right? Because it's so like my initial response to it was, Well it's not my taste. So I'm not gonna like it anyway. Just from like a I'm mm. a. I, that's just I I I'm that guy that's like, oh not like I could do it better, but this is what I would have done. Right. And it was funny, I saw a comment where someone was kind of complaining about it. And someone just wrote, it's their money, they can do whatever they want. And I was like, that's actually probably the most simplistic response to this whole thing. Right? Uh, They have the money, I don't. Uh, So (laughs) maybe like, but it did make me think, okay, if I, if I had 150 million, Mm -hmm. or if I had a million, or 5 million to donate to a campaign, to like if I like like what would I what would I do with it? So I started thinking right. about it. And what I found was most of it is interest driven and also personal experience driven. So right. like the first two things I thought was I would want to find 10 pastors in 10 urban environments who are building strong churches that need capital to help them right. keep going. And to help their staff, and to help by building. Well, that's my. That's what I do. (laughs) Like I, we pastor in LA, right? So of course, that's what I. I think. But I started thinking, okay, maybe that's it. And then I thought, well, okay, I would want to. I would want to raise a fund, and I would want to basically go and invest, you know, ten million dollars into twenty different companies or thirty different companies that are either serving churches or just Christians building businesses. And like I started to think about all that stuff. But one of the main things I did think was, what if you did? What if you if you obviously poured a lot of this money into church planning was one of my big thoughts. Now I know it's a different strategy. What would you do? Let's say you had access Uh, to 150 million. Yep.
1: And I would do two things. mm -hmm. I would invest in buildings for churches Mm -hmm. because a building automatically gives that church a better shot at reaching its local community Mm -hmm. and growing. And I would um, invest in Christian entrepreneurs who are kingdom, like not necessarily serving the church, like just people who are believers who are building businesses could be a plumbing business, could be a software business. I don't care. I'm more rich Christians because and and that have a revelation of generosity, and like I want to increase Christian giving from 135 billion to 500 billion. Mm-hmm. And the only way you do that is a you get people with a revelation of generosity, which is God's way of um, taming that you know that the love of money is being the, the root of all kinds of evil. So he makes you give it away. Like he asks you to give away your money. That's what kills that. Mm-hmm. And then once you get that revelation, then you need to work out how you're going to increase the ability for you to get wealth. And it's mm-hmm. usually wrapped around some kind of business. Mm-hmm. So that'd be my two things. Yeah. And, yeah. and like just, you know, on a very smaller scale, that's what I do. Yeah, right. Right. So right. I'm living that. Yeah. Not, exactly. not in the 150 million realm. Um, maybe one day I'd, yep. I'd love to. Yep. Um, but in that's where I put. You know, that's what we give. That's what we give to them.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that about sort of the churches and buildings and um, and Christian entrepreneurs. I have a friend, his name's Adam Mesa, who uh, he'll be on the – we'll you have him come on the podcast. He's an amazing guy. <clears throat> um, he is about to take over his dad's church, 40-year-old church in Riverside, Inland Empire, Rancho Cucamonga. Um, yeah. I think they own – Adam, don't kill me if I'm saying the wrong thing here, but I think it's like almost $70 million in real estate. Um, they have bought, they've got a, uh, preschool through 12th grade. They, I mean, they, it's like a full on institution in the Inland Empire, a massive church, 12,000 people. Um, it's about to go from one generation to the next and, and they have allocated. So it's, it's pretty cool. Like they have allocated a a very small portion of their church budget of their investing, you know, what they're doing with their cash to invest in, uh, Christian startups, and faith-based startups. Yep. So they're love literally it. having a tiny little venture fund out of their church that he says, you know what? We went in front of the church. The board approved it. But our thought is is mm-hmm. like, man, this is taking care of future generations potentially. Um, right. To me, that's like just such a cool uh, way yeah. of thinking. I love hearing about pastors. And he's a business guy and a, a, a pastor. But um, that's such a cool way to think. You know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I wish more pastors thought like, you know, I th- and I think there's a new generation like. Church, younger church leaders should be thinking business ministry go together. Mm-hmm. They, like I've done both, and the skills are are identical. Mm-hmm. Everything I learned in thirty years of ministry, you know, I have always had some going on the side when you know through those years. But my ninety nine percent focus was building, you know, churches, and every every skill is the same skill. And it, and I would argue it's actually the same the same skills relate into the business world. It's actually easier to do the business thing, mm-hmm. but it's all the same school. So, mm-hmm. you know, whenever I get a chance, um, you know, I'm, we're going to be at the Theosu retreat here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, even um, next week in Salt Lake, it's like, when I get the chance to tell people, I don't, I don't like speak in those environments to talk about my, my business, everybody knows what we do. Yep. Uh, it's like, Hey, church leader, you better start thinking like I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And, and because, you know, we just have to have an influx of wealth coming into the kingdom like we've mm-hmm. never seen before, which is honestly why we do this, this podcast. Mm-hmm. We're trying to inspire people to take the risk and start a company, do a side hustle, whatever it is, give your money to good causes that are going to be kingdom focused. Um, you know, if we give to disaster relief, disaster relief, we'll do it through Convoy of Hope because I know right. those guys. They're kingdom first. They they utilize local churches on the ground. Mm-hmm. They're awesome, right? Mm-hmm. I want to put the money to work in kingdom-focused things. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm on this kind of quest to to I want to create and encourage and inspire millions of dollars, millionaire. I want, I want more millionaires in the church, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that that's kind of what we why we do this, right?
0: Mm-hmm yeah no I love that um, okay let's let's uh I want to skip topic two and go to topic three because I think it it kind of mm-hmm. you know kind of moves directly into uh, yeah. you know, this really smoothly So uh, I saw this tweet from uh, a guy entrepreneur been around a long time built and sold a bunch of companies um, so he's not like a you know Twitter thread guy who just kind of spews a bunch right. of stuff he's built some stuff he's made a lot of money and he said this um, I want to get your thoughts on it. I think we're going to see many 25 million plus per year revenue, one person businesses over the next five years. No employees, just AI, no custom code, just type form, no fancy website, just web flow, no paid ads, just community, no venture capital, just bootstrapped, high cash flow, low stress, multiple streams of income, go on and on and on and on. Productized services Love and products sold, um, you know, and, and then he says, why is this cool? He said, well, a side project can evolve into life changing. The opportunity is global, not right. just you know rich locals. And he said, not everyone wants to start a company and go IPO. Some enjoy a more right. solo experience. What do you think about right. that? Is that I totally I, this agree. is the, the reason I want to ask you is because this is the new thing everyone's talking about. Solopreneur, yeah. build and scale, yeah. no employees. And yeah. I think this looks really appealing to a lot of people. My question is, is how doable is it really?
1: Right. Well, the answer that, to that is it's hard, mm-hmm. right? Because if it's easy, everyone would be doing it. So mm-hmm. number one, it's hard. Uh, I 100% agree that, you know, the tools that are coming online now, you know, and this AI stuff and, you know, I've we, we, played around with ChatGPT like everyone else has. and um, But that we're just at the uh, – you're probably too young, but I remember logging into AOL, right, in 1996, mm-hmm. just arrived in the U S mm-hmm. and I logged into AOL. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was 26 years ago. Mm-hmm. And look, look where we are today. Mm-hmm. We have like chat bots where you ask a question to write you a blog about something. I said, mm-hmm. write a, write a blog about Christian generosity. And it's, it was so good. Mm-hmm. I sent it to our marketing guys. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think they use it. Um, <laughs> so, okay, we are at the AOL you've got mail stage mm-hmm. of AI. That's mm-hmm. where we are today. Mm-hmm. So, your children, my grandchildren, are going to be living in a world where number one, the Christian response to stuff like this is to is to pull pull away because it's not authentic. Like, oh, an AI can't write a sermon. Like, where's the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Uh, Whereas I want to put AI into my sermonly product, which is like, like funny. Oftentimes,
0: yes, funny. Oftentimes, those Holy Spirit things he tells us don't always add up. Right, a lot. Right, right? (laughs) that's a good way to. Um,
1: (laughs) I think the posture of this kind of thinking, twenty-five million in revenue, one-person businesses like wrapped around technology, the basic kind of understanding of why you want to embrace technology is it increases productivity Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like like not 10x a million x because it makes the the it makes the complicated simple Mm -hmm. and when you do that you just can do more of everything Mm -hmm. so yes embrace the tech god's going to give people ideas to start businesses and the the world that you know people who aren't christians are going to do it and we need to be championing this stuff in, in the kingdom as much as we can because it mm-hmm. to get, to get, get, gets back to my mind. How can a few investors, a few, few business people, cop up $150 million and I guarantee you they, they did it in an hour, right? right? Like someone came with this campaign idea and like, hey, like this is it, we need 150. Yep. Like, that That network is a network of people mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm not fully in the middle of it but I'm around it mm-hmm. and I guarantee mm-hmm. you it just would have like, need 150 who's in and they would have got it in a day. Yep. Um, let's let's 10x that. Let's 100x that. Let's have pockets of Christian entrepreneurs that will back and do things that, you know, grow the kingdom of God here in the next 50, mm-hmm. 100 years mm-hmm. and and you know maybe we can, you know, see revival come to our yeah. world, which mm-hmm. is the only answer for all, all the problems. Um and so, yeah, I 100% believe in this.
0: Well, it's 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 amazing that you say that. I was listening to – it is out today, which doesn't matter because you're listening to this a few weeks behind. But the Sillygram podcast about um, the Asbury revival is right. out. And I was listening to it last night, and they were talking about – I think it was the Welsh revival. Yep. Um, and And one thing that Nathan and Chris were talking about that was so crazy about how it transformed that city was – the the guy the blue collar workers who were getting saved yep. uh were all always, miners yeah all miners they were broke and the reason they were broke is because they were going to the pub every day right and so when they got saved and yep. they stopped going to the pub all of a sudden their families and their city started to flourish right because they stopped drinking like like this like tiny little thing that you think about and go oh right. wait a minute okay so this kind of stuff has like really practical ramifications and even just that little idea of like, Oh, wait a minute. Like this movement of the spirit can actually turn very into a thing that practically helps and builds the, the practical world that you're living in simply because it changes the way you look at your finances. Like that's a crazy, that's like a crazy thing that people talk about. I'd never heard that before.
1: Totally. You know, you know what else came out of that in that era was, um, Guinness beer. Did it really? Yeah. the, um, the Guinness guy want, developed Guinness because he wanted people to only drink one, because <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's such a stout beer. That's amazing. <laughs> so was like, he, he was a very devout believer, mm-hmm. and he's like the like that the miners, you know. Okay, the revival, but, but he, he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell a beer that makes you like only want to have one. <laughs> oh, that's
0: that's hilarious. When I first got saved, our senior pastor, he was a you know he was a a old hippie jesus movement guy that got saved radically uh he was obsessed with the welsh revival specifically the music and so that was like a lot of what was in our church so for the first couple years i thought that like all christian music was that like welsh (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly he was obsessed with it yeah Uh, anyways okay um okay one more thing and i didn't add this in our doc but I had forgotten about it, and I meant to read it to you because I want to uh-huh. get your response. This kind of went viral uh, over the weekend on Twitter. Uh, Kevin O'Leary, a.k.a. Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, is he on Shark Tank? Is that kind of his? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So he tweeted he tweeted this last week. You may lose your wife. You may lose your dog. Your mother may hate you. None of those things matter. What matters is that you achieve success and become free, and then you can do whatever you like.
1: So he <laughs> says
0: that last week, uh, I think on Thursday maybe, just gets right. the obliterated. Whole the whole world jumped on him. He then goes on CNBC, I think a couple days ago, and and they mm-hmm. ask him about it again, and he doubles down. Like, right. no, that's that's exactly what I meant. It almost feels too easy to take a shot at this because, of oh, course, yeah. this is not what we believe. But no, of course is, I actually don't well, think this is that far from what
1: some people thinks. think. Mm-hmm. No, it's exactly how they think, and we think the opposite. You know, yep. we've, our freedom is in Christ. Family's yes. important. We're not, <laughs> we're not trying to kill our dogs. Um, yeah, we're, we're the opposite of that. So, but you know what? I love it. That's like that's the Sam Smith thing. Doing yes. dress up as the devil. It's yes. like this is how the world thinks. They think yep. getting money by basically destroying everything around you. That's good. I don't think yep. it means you do it on purpose. Like no, but in in his mind. You know, he's putting his wealth, he's first of all, he's putting success as wealth. Mm-hmm. And we don't think that mm-hmm. um, wealth is a byproduct yep. of doing stuff. And then you do certain things with it. He buys watches and flies private planes. Fine. Yep. Um, I don't think God inherently has anything to, like bad to say about that. Right. But he's going like, to ask, you know, what are you giving? Like, what are you mm-hmm. doing for others? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, Kevin O'Leary may be doing something for others. We right. don't know right he like he says this kind of stuff maybe he's really terrible who knows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but it's it's like
0: everything the opposite of how we think mm-hmm. well and, and i think yeah I mean, he says the thing about being becoming free and i guess like my first thought was what does that even mean well that that was gonna be my first thought right there's this whole thing and i get people saying like i want freedom from my nine to five and and sure like i can I, I, whatever I, I get that perspective but the idea of like let's think about a Christian entrepreneur who wants to become successful and or build wealth. If we're, if we're doing it from a Christian perspective, that doesn't mean we're more free. It means we're less free because like you just said, I want, you, you want to use what you've built to continue to influence the kingdom of God, which doesn't mean we're trying to make money or be successful to have less responsibility. We're, we almost want it to have more, right? Yeah. Like that's kind yeah. of what it means to say, I want to build something, right? Um, to to further the kingdom whether it's a business whether it's a church right like right. freedom Absolutely. is freedom is not necessarily something we should be seeking out as a, a believer do you, what do you think
1: yeah like it's, the only place of true freedom is in christ
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it's you know everything else is bondage right and that's why the world's so messed up they're looking mm-hmm. for freedom in all the wrong places through relationships through sex through you know, trying to get more money as the the pursuit of happiness that all leads to disappointment. And every study, every, history has shown us that when when those things are your goals and those things alone, you you die pretty unhappy. Mm-hmm. With money or without money, you're just an unhappy person. Mm-hmm. And so because you're living for yourself and in, in Christ, we're living for him and for others. So mm-hmm. you know, like it doesn't surprise me when someone makes that comment. And yeah, it's it's good for us to I don't want to tear the guy down, you know, no. The guys, just my guy, but it's like, no, we don't believe that. It's right. okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Well, uh, Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Kings and priests, this podcast, you actually can now go to, if you're listening to this, kingsandpriests.io Ooh. and, uh, that's where our podcast lives, our newsletter, sign up for the newsletter. We're going to start sending out, um, you know, semi-regular, uh articles thoughts deeper dives into stuff we've been talking about um but you can go and subscribe to the newsletter subscribe to the podcast youtube all that kind of stuff at kingsandpriest.io and uh yeah we'll see you next week dean i'll see you in person next week yeah that'll be fun awesome see you then thanks
1: everyone